Welcome to your making it worse. We're here. We're queer. Who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. Well, something we've wanted to talk about here and there. I mean, it's never been a hyper focus of ours, but mm-hmm. STDs are a very real thing. Oh, Elliot, uh, Elliot already got a boner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, STDs are very erotic. Uh, no, so STDs are very obviously. Tell me about your HPV. It's a thing. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's a very real thing of, among gay guys, but also among yeah. all, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so basically, I mean, I think Brent, you talked about wanting to, you know, talk about the the, yeah. the stigma around H uh, around STDs. It's interesting because I I don't know about you, but like every every couple. Like every year or two, something will happen, and I'll just have, like, you know, one ingrown hair right. within, like, eight inches of my genitals, and I'm like, this is it. And there's something so strange. Exactly. Sorry. Explain when you say this is it, meaning— I'm like, this is this is my death? death I don't even know. Right. This is my death. <laughs> I'm about—there's to... something so strange that I think a lot of STDs aren't that big of a deal, which isn't to say you shouldn't be— prevent you know you know there's strains of gonorrhea in europe now that are like really nasty i'm not saying we shouldn't be preventing them at all costs but also if you get an std it's not the end of the world no. right listen um, up europe the same, same with <laughs> hiv as well yeah absolutely same same with hiv yes absolutely but even when you're like oh i i feel like i might have chlamydia you know you list you something's wrong you look it up you're like oh this sounds like chlamydia this is the e- most easily treatable std it's the most common one there's no like uh, uh, antibiotic resistant strains yet it's just a cinch it, i still i'm in that waiting room and i'm like what is wrong with me i'm a piece of shit yeah you feel dirty you feel dirty yeah. you feel like you failed you're like how will i tell my mom why would i tell my mom <laughs> what am i why, why am i going to that you just you fly off the handle and meanwhile yeah. i have a friend who has herpes and her experiences are not that bad yeah what mm. what what doesn't i thought herpes doesn't even like show up so in a lot of people herpes doesn't show up at all in some people, I think this is her instance. I haven't actually asked him. There's different of types many of herpes. Years. Yeah, right. there's different types of herpes. Yeah, but she got like general herpes, and she had a couple outbreaks that were very painful, like blisters. Blisters, and I think she had two or three, and she hasn't had any since. She well, is still taking medications. If but... they if they aren't having a flare up and they're on medication, right? The transfer rate of herpes in yeah. that situation is minimal. I mean, it's still right. possible. You want right. to not. You don't want to actively pursue it. But, right, absolutely. But it's but do you, do you get that as well? Do you get that no. like twinge of like what have I done? No, to me it's like okay, this is what happens. It's oh wow. I, I feel like it's so common and so and sexuality is just it just happens. Sure. And I feel like basically the stigma of STDs is so I think it's kind of lame. But it's have you like, ever have you ever like had someone tell you that they have herpes or they have something that mm-mm. and you decided not to have sex mm-mm, with them? No, never. You've never had someone tell you? No, never. Oh, see I have. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had people tell me that, you know, they have herpes or whatever. Wait, wait, did somebody say to you like I mean, would somebody be like I have gonorrhea, so get 
ready for. <laughs> well, they wouldn't say it like Buckle that. Buckle up. But no, I've had, I, I'm, I'm remembering an instance in New York a couple of years ago where someone who I'd had sex with when I lived in New York and we had met up in New York um, when I was visiting and he told me that he had herpes. And I, for a moment, was like, can I still sleep with this person? I yeah. Don't, like, there was like a part of me that was like, I mean, I don't have herpes and I don't really want to have herpes. So, sure, like, right. why would fair. I sleep with this person? But at the same time, I'm an educated person and I know that if he's on the me- medication and I trust that he is regularly taking his medication and he's not having a flare up and I don't visibly see anything that's troubling, then what do I have to worry about? Wait, did you, yeah. did you use the word trust? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that word. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm the worst part of STDs for me, at least, is getting a shot. I hate shots and I don't wait, want wait, a wait. shot. But can we also talk about how it is an absolute miracle that you have never had STDs for the number of faces you've sat on (laughs) in your life. Elliot has never had an STD, and we won't go into specifics, but I have lots of reasons oh to believe God. he Brent, should have Jesus had Jesus Christ. STDs. No, I did have— I Oh, re- yeah. By the way, Sandy and Larry, you can tune out oh of this Oh, my God. This Mom. Uh, no, I make sure they don't <laughs> listen to these episodes. But there was one STD that I had once that was so— Wait, I thought you never had an STD. No, I've had. I've had. Oh, this, this bitch never quits bragging. <laughs> one, <laughs> bragging. One was so painful. The the, the It was the pain— It was. Awful. Wait, wait, all right. Explain. What did you um, have? It was like there was pain in my penis. Okay. Like when you peed? Uh, just all the time. All the t- and it oh, woke me up at night. It was so painful. That, yeah. And then I went to a doctor uh, who was like, I shouldn't have gone to him. He was like, it was like he was he stepped out of like Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> and he did that thing where he put the Q-tip well, I mean, he in. has to. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yes, no, he as does. it, no, it, as it turns out, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. And that modern medicine has shown that if you pee into, if you check out the oh, urine, sure. you can test the urine. But he was still yeah. under the heat. And I literally, he <laughs> tried to put the Q-tip into my penis. Ooh, I'm and I, lightheaded here. Well, so did I. And I literally shoved him across the room. <laughs> and he was like, oh. And I was like, sorry. It was crazy. Well, but you got to give someone a warning, right? Did he warn you? That he he didn't gonna... warn me. It was your dick yeah, just out. How does, oh, wait, but if your and, dick's out, there's that's a bit of a warning. Listen. I, I will Ellie, say Ellie probably already had a semi. Whatever he did, there was some. I had to take. I took a medicine, and then it made my. I was peeing constantly, and it was my first yeah. job. Yeah, that I, like first uh-huh. professional job, and I was like, excuse me, and I have to keep going to the bathroom. But also, whatever he had me pee, I was peeing like orange, which also makes me lightheaded. <laughs> made me like very lightheaded. Like I don't want to. I get you know, like Brent, I get very squeamish, and so I don't want to think about the medical part of it, which is why I think I don't think about the stigma. Mm. I'm like, this happened. It's in. Now get it out. Yeah. I don't want to get scientific about it. Yeah. I'm so not squeamish. That Good just reminded you. me. I used to have a job. I had a job for six weeks at a restaurant group. I worked in their offices. And it was like the kind of job where I didn't like my bosses, but I was trying to obviously kiss up to them. And I would go to the bathroom a lot. And to go to the bathroom, I'd have to walk past my boss's desk. So one day I remember poking my head and I'm like, hey, just so you know, like I, I drink a lot of water, so I go to the bathroom a lot. So I just don't want you to think I'm like, you know, skipping out on work. And she, she just was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like the most uncomfortable moment Why I've ever had. Why did you tell her? I have no idea. <laughs> I just like I was like oh it'll be like a fun conversation. Oh wow! That I go to the bathroom a lot <laughs> for some reason. It was so. You're was basically so my mom. You're my mom. I, yeah right. I, I think it's overshare. I, I think it's healthy to talk about STDs and talk about our experiences with STDs and and sort of. I feel like it was a very '90s thing. <laughs> sure. It was like sure. guys. What, have you ever had one? Uh, yeah. 
What'd you have? Yeah, yeah. I, I had like a, I was really terrified that I had chlamydia, but it turned out it wasn't chlamydia. Oh. Um, it was just like a infection, like a rash. Syphilis is the most scary one. Have you ever seen pictures of people from like the 1700s who <laughs> yes. had syphilis, 1800s who had syphilis? Their fucking face rots. Yeah, away. it says yeah. syphilis is called the great imitator because the sore can look like a cut or an ingrown hair or a hairless bump. The secondary stage starts with a rash followed by sores in your mouth, vagina, or anus, and then only about 15% with. 15% of people with untreated syphilis will develop the final stage, which in the late stage causes organ and nerve damage and problems in your brain, which is what you're referring to in these pictures, I'm assuming. Yeah, they are hard. Yeah, I don't want to see those. You should not. Yeah. I mean, they are, they're like, they're, they're shocking. Do you guys know what tr- trichomonas? Yeah, trichomoniasis. no, I've never heard of trichomoniasis. Trichomoniasis. It's uh, more women get it than men. It's caused by a tiny parasite. Uh, men and women give it to each other through penis-vagina contact. Women can give it to each other when their genital areas touch, and only about thirty percent of people with trichomoniasis have symptoms, which is Why itching, burning. Why do they burning. call it scissoring? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Wait, I, I do want to say <clears throat> just before we end this segment of chlamydia. HPV, gonorrhea, syphilis, herpes, and trichomoniasis. Which one sounds the most fun? Trichomoniasis. <laughs> chlamydia. Sounds like a dinosaur. I think chlamydia, chlamydia did too. You, wait, did you have the STD slideshow when you were ki- when you were in high school? No. no. You didn't have the slideshow in health class where they show you what STDs do you do do no. your genitals? No. My health class said, Brutal. "Don't have sex." Yeah, mine too. Basically. Uh, well, I mean, I'm from a very progressive community. Good for you. Not even joking. Well, we're here with Garrett Watts. Hi, Garrett. Hey. Garrett hey. is a uh, YouTuber, in- internet celeb. I don't, I don't, what would you call yourself? I'll just accept all-around sensation. Okay. All-around <laughs> sensation. No, no, I'm joking. I don't know. I, I make YouTube videos. Yeah. And I am on Instagram. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some have called me an Instagrammer, but that's terrible because I upload, like, there once a month. Well, so, sure. what, okay, so your, your persona, like... Is organically, you're a very like goofy, sweet, fun, <laughs> upbeat guy. Yeah. And you just, am I wrong in that you just kind of like fell into this no, internet fame? You're not wrong. I mean, I started on Vine back yeah. in 2000. I remember, I think we followed each other on Vine. Hey, are yeah. you serious? Yeah. We've got that's some catching how, up to do. That's how I first met you. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is so exciting. Yeah. Okay. Don't cool. you miss Vine? I miss Vine. I, oh, I was never into Vine. I loved, I Vine. loved Vine. It was, and there's a lot of people with Brent's attitude of I was never into Vine and stuff. Yeah. But I have a theory that it's because you never gave it a chance, Brent. <laughs> I, I think your theory is correct. <laughs> okay. Because it was a really, really fun plot. Fun, it yeah. wasn't just like vines called like when you see the dope ass with the iMovie right. stings. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what people and that was heartbreaking because I loved the platform. I had yeah, a job there. Yeah. I worked at Funny or Die running their uh, Vine account and different things. Oh, wow. I loved it so much. So do you mind me asking sure. what was it like? Because Vine is is one of the few social networking platforms that that collapsed. So what was that like to to be making money to be successful on Vine and then it just kind of disappears? Oh, I'm going to correct you there. I never made a cent off of Vine. I never made one cent. And that was why it shut down, by the way. It's because a lot of people... I mean, every once in a blue moon, a Viner would do like a Captain Crunch brand deal. Right, sure. But no one knew how to touch that, really, because it was just tricky territory so twitter went uh we don't want to bother with this and just shut it down which was sad oh, yeah. yeah but um, i will know. jump in and say that yeah. that um one of my number ones in across the entire world is scotty sire oh you like scotty sire who's scotty sire <sighs> i'm doing quotes you can't see yeah. me right now i'm doing sure. quotes yeah. there's a few youtube squads here let me do a sound effect for your quotes do it okay there's a f- <laughs> 
Does that, does that make sense? Is that the most reasonable Wait, sound so to make? There's YouTube squads. I'm sorry, do my fingers have a fully realized digestive system? Is that um, no, so yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, Scotty Sire is part of a, the vlog squad, as they call themselves. Okay. I mean, yeah, and by the way, I just, Vine was so fun. I, my Vines were not, my Vines were like. Your Vines were fun. They were, they were like when Jessica Lang's ghost uh, is in your apartment, even though she's alive and well. Yeah. It, would be, it was like weird. So, so I didn't That's make the great. compilations because so they relied on the titles. It was very strange. Just yeah. for me well, how did you like, how did you like move from one platform to another and find success in many of them, YouTube and uh, sure. Instagram. Sure. I mean, it was always really fun. I mean, by the way, when I say I didn't make a cent off of Vine, that's true, but it did get me a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. and it got me like a job at Funnier Diet, sure. which was really cool because yeah. I won like an award through LA Weekly. They had a, a best Vine presence in LA. Wow. Yeah. Which was nice. And it was nice yeah. to get like some validation from yeah. something that everyone was like so kind of snooty about. And that oh, you're yeah. working that's hard nice. at too. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not it's not easy to do a Jessica Lang ghost seven second video. <laughs> And by no, the way, and, not, and and you're not uh, you're not like thirsty. There's no like no. thirsty desperation. Yeah. I've never yeah. and I've never I've never been that even before I. You're organically a very fun, upbeat, cool oh, person. Stop. It's true. <laughs> no, that makes me feel really nice. Thank you. I like. I've always been a really positive guy, and um, like because the internet is. <sighs> I feel, I'm not calling anyone out in particular here, but the internet is full of a lot of really, really uh, hungry. No, yes, no? yes, but very much so. A lot of really mean-spirited, yeah. cynical energy. Like every yeah. tweet is like, "Woke up today, stayed in bed for 13 hours, right. went to bed, successful day." If you didn't like, buy Nike shoes yet, <laughs> you're part of the problem. No, yeah, like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Chill so, out. I'm kind of empowered by the fact that I was whatever. By the way, I support I, Nike, but continue. Sorry. No, I, they're great. I'm so proud of them for their campaign. Um, so, how did you transition from I, Vine to YouTube? Sure. Um, I guess just started doing it. That's mm-hmm. what I tell everyone who's like, "How do I get started on YouTube?" And it it almost is becoming kind of sassy, my emails, because that's 20 <laughs> yeah. emails a day where I just say, just start, period. Yeah. Garrett. But what, <laughs> no, start. what does that mean, really? Because I know a lot of people, I mean, people mm-hmm. ask that a lot. Like, it's sort of this fantasy of how do you get big well, on YouTube? I mean, I would say, if I can if I can yeah. jump in, it's like you have a you have a pers- an organically, like, interesting personality. Yeah. Again, I don't even follow, like, YouTubers, really, outside of Scotty Sire. And I find that when I see it and watch it, it's like... I've seen, I remember very specifically, like this one guy who was like a cute gay guy. And he started, and I met him, and he was like starting his empire as an Instagram uh, influencer, (laughs) ghoul, yes, an influencer. And then, and so he would like get pictures of himself taken. Like on jaunts in the middle of New York City. I see. Okay, and, I am not. Okay. But then I watched. Then he made. He tried to transfer that yeah. onto YouTube, and I watched the video and was like, I can't. You know, he did. What, he got the great lighting. He did the. He did the jump cuts and the audio bridges, and it looked like a YouTube video or a YouTuber. But he was so devoid of a personality. Yeah. 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 And it's just it's, like what? Like it's interesting to me that someone. It, it's not always the case, and I know you're not someone who falls into this category. But there are people who have. Literally a million followers or mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of followers oh, no, on, is, in, on Instagram. He has 2.5 million but yeah, I'm saying subscribers. He, yeah, yeah, I'm saying he does not qualify for that. Oh. But then oh. they'll have a link to their YouTube page, and their YouTube page will have like Nothing. a thousand yeah. subscribers. Oh, and see, they post videos a lot. You know, Some people just don't translate to these different nuanced mediums, I guess. It's, I mean, it's I think I'm like that and that like I have a lot of Twitter followers, but like if I post anything to YouTube, it gets nothing. Sure. I, I, I love speaking to each platform exactly what the platform's like made for. So if mm-hmm. I ever felt like confident in 
like if I didn't feel confident posting on one platform, I wouldn't, which is why sometimes I don't tweet for like a month or two. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, yeah. I don't have anything funny to say. I mean, yeah, I'll promo a video that I've hey, I uploaded a video, I'll say something silly with it. Yeah. But yeah, I like making things specifically for the for the platforms. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that I want to say because like it's yeah, interesting no, sure. doing these, what I do, it's a pretty isolating. Describe what you do. Li- well, being, you know, a YouTuber. Content creator. A content yeah. creator. It's really, really, really isolating. It yeah. super is. It's so funny because yeah. you have a lot of people watching you and stuff, but like you're the only one who understands exactly what you're doing yes. and you're also the only one doing it completely yeah. and on top of that you deal with everyone's um, subtle sass like yes, when you bring sir. up YouTube like oh you do YouTube and this is what everyone says and it's totally okay that they say it I understand but it's something that I have to I know word for word like my response to it every time yes. it's, I get asked so much it's like okay so are you using that as like a bridge to the next thing yeah, and it's always like it's a weird form of like what this you is, do isn't yeah. valid. It's very and, patronizing, and it's very patronizing, right. and they don't realize it. Like anyone right. would say that, but they don't realize it because they're they they well, generally the people ask that are like you know twenty five, thirty plus, like that sort of thing. But people who are younger than that are kind of not to be ageist, but that's just how yeah. it breaks down. Yeah. No, like, it's so true. I've like, yeah. my boyfriend Michael, he's twenty six, uh-huh. twenty seven. I forget how old he is now, and he. He will watch these YouTube videos mm-hmm. of just like makeup tutorials and design stuff and just YouTube constantly. I mean, it's hours and hours of YouTube and he's just sitting there watching it while we're watching TV and everything. Yeah. And I have to tell him to stop sometimes because it's just annoying to hear it in the mm-hmm. background. I, I, I love TV. I'll never not have cable of some kind. Yeah. But my go-to relaxation is <laughs> courtroom brawl videos <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, no, yeah. but I, I Beheading but that's a very different is he watches so the darkest shit. I don't. It's not always a dark. But there's there's so many shows. There's yeah. a very different area of YouTube. So there's the content. <laughs> We're like YouTube grandpas. Yeah, there's like the people who like are, and that's the original intent of YouTube yeah, in yeah, a lot yeah. of ways, like uploading these random things from television and yeah. weird moments or whatever. Brawls. And then it's shifted into this sort of like through yourself and through sort of Grace Helbig and Mamrie Hart, other people who've been mm-hmm. on this podcast. Yeah. Like they 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 shifted into being content creators, where you're actually creating content for the platform, talking directly to an audience that's growing on that platform. Sure, yeah. of course. It's almost yeah, like you absolutely. Tr- it's almost like without having to tr- try, you just trade in charm. But I mean, I want to I want to get what <laughs> I'm Garrett saying like, about that's that. what I'm saying to Garrett. No, it's a legitimate yeah. thing like what you just said. I mean, it it does make sense. I think that things have to have soul power and you have to have a really yeah. good time doing it and yeah. have something to say or a vibe to give. And yeah, I think people watch me because I like to have fun with everything and I'm a genuinely curious guy, which I find is something that a lot of people aren't as curious anymore. Which, um, mm-hmm. which I try to represent and like let people know that it's cool to be how, curious. Like, how yeah. do you, in particular, I mean, the gay community, which I think sometimes, and yeah. that's something I want to actually shift to. So, like, how do you? A lot of times, on one of the things that bothers me, mm-hmm. especially during the growth of YouTube, was the whole "it gets better" moment and how, like, you know coming out videos had to become sort of this sort of emotional experience and if I have to see another fucking YouTube video of someone calling their mother on speakerphone, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my phone at the wall. Oh, but Mom um, but it's I'm like, filming this. I get it. I get that it's a good thing. Everyone should come out. That is a good, good, good thing. Yeah. You don't necessarily need to we film it for and then monetize it. it. You don't <laughs> yeah. need to monetize it. Um but being <clears throat> sort of gay on YouTube and you do it in a very sort of organic. You're very much yourself. You're just you. you I, I'm. I don't know if you maybe have a video of you sort of talking about your coming out. No, or no, I don't have any anything of that. like that. What is it like to be gay on YouTube? It's interesting. I mean, for me, it's 
and I mean this in the most respectful way. Okay, so how do I say this? Well, I, I know how I can say How this. dare you? Yeah. How, how dare my, you? No, how one of my you? favorite moments I've ever seen in media or on TV was in, um, what's that great Tony Collette show about the multiple personalities? Oh, the um, United States of Tara. United States of Tara. Yeah. I always cite this when I talk about gay things in the media, which mm-hmm. I am a gay thing in the media, technically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, I always talk about this moment because it's so interesting to me. Hit the, the son on that, he's like coming out mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an episode. It wasn't a theme. It yeah. wasn't anything. They were at the dinner just table. Happened. Yeah. And, uh, and there was no coming out. It was just like, oh, you know, I forget his name, but it was like, oh, he has a crush on this this guy at school. He's like, stop it. I don't. And then she's like, how was school today? And that blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. so, I grew up watching um, a lot of like gay films where it was always like the violins yes. during the moment with the father. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. How yeah. could you? And I have no tolerance for that kind of stuff. And it's also strange. It's almost like when someone, mm-hmm. and I, I, look, I don't begrudge anyone if you want to share your experience, more power to you. Yeah. But there's something about it's almost underscoring. When you post a video of someone accepting you, you're supposed to accept them. Like I, and when you're saying, "Here, look at this video of my mom accepting me," it's like mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. I know that not every mom does, but I shouldn't be surprised and I shouldn't cry because it's supposed. Your mom is supposed to love you. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I sometimes I, I, yeah, I feel the same way as it, Alan. It exists like, in I, a. Va- I, it feels like a vacuum. Yeah, and there are so many, like, I've made posts before about, like, you know, gay icons from the past, like 60s, 70s, or 80s or something. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, one of the most important ones. Yes, of course. Um, No, but, like, you know, John McCain. John McCain. Uh, No, I've made, you know. He was sexy. It's it's so important to realize that we can can be what we are, and we can, it can be not an issue for us because we stand on, like, the shoulders of giants, right? Yeah. They've done so much for us. But in a way, and I don't mean for this to sound egotistical about me specifically, but Sometimes I think the fact that I treat being gay like a non-issue and I don't make videos about it and I don't make it my theme is what those people were looking for. It's so har- – I'm not being facetious. I'm so thankful that you do that. Oh, thanks. Because not enough people do that. When I first saw mm-hmm. – <laughs> I'm focusing on Brent. But when I first saw Brent do stand-up years ago, the, like before we were even friends – in New York, he was doing stand-up and talking about getting H- HIV tests. Oh. And I was like... Negative, negative. <laughs> Good, no, that's great. And he's doing Positive that. would have been fine, too. It would have been that's fine, too. Yeah. He's doing material about it, and it's so funny, and it's yeah. so... It just, you know, Brent is a great comedian. And then after the show, I said to somebody, man, it's so interesting to hear a straight guy talk about getting an HIV test as material. Yeah. And my I friend was like, he's gay. It's the same thing And I was like, on... oh, he didn't, he didn't go on... St- because he didn't go on stage and announce it. Yeah. He just went on stage as a comedian, was doing material, started doing material about getting an HIV test and having a vasovagal response <laughs> and moved on to something else. And it was like, right, that's the that's how it should be. Well, and I also want to say, because a lot of times I think when we talk about that realm of just sort of like authentically being gay and doing this, mm-hmm. we tend to almost masculinize it. And I think there's an opposite to that where you have sort of on YouTube specifically or even RuPaul's Drag Race, you have these sort of makeup artists or these sort of drag performers who are doing YouTube stuff and they don't have to come out. They don't have to ever talk about their right. sexuality because they wear sure. it. On, yes. They wear it so openly that it's... It's, it's equally it's, cool to it's me. It's equally yeah. as powerful. Yeah. Yep. It's just sort of like you are who you are <laughs> yep. and you can't change that. Just present yourself and that's that's the point of YouTube. Yeah, yeah exactly. I once had this guy who asked me about YouTube outside of uh, the Akbar once, which is a local gay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. bar, as you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, and he got he was like through the course of conversation he got like upset with me that I wasn't representing gay uh, issues that That's he was like but there are so many homeless gay people and the fact that you have a platform you're really uh, you're killing these kids he was kind of oh, drunk 
boy. He boy, was oh being boy. that dramatic Dude, and stuff. That's yeah. crazy. And I told him, though, I was like, in that moment, I felt like I had a very concise answer for him. I was like, Dude, all we can do at our best is take our journey and our past and our influences and our loves, and we can put them out into the world. And yep. I was like, If that's your jam, like, if that's a, something because if a you're an activist that, yeah he was a radical activist Great. and I was like dude we right. need you rock on if you yes. ever want to meet me for coffee and talk about how you can be on YouTube and increase your numbers or be on Instagram I will meet you for coffee because I find that important too but I was like I grew up in a super accepting family it was never yeah. an issue for me Same. and so I just do what I can which is represent because that does a lot of good for people too like I don't know I went to an all Mormon high school and I was raised Mormon, Mormon. yeah I was raised, I was Mormon, raised Mormon too where, oh, where were you raised yeah. uh, well between Mesa Arizona and Memphis Tennessee oh, okay so, uh, Huh. But um, but yeah, so it was my job as a gay activist. I was a subtle gay activist in high school, I assume. Though that's what I think of myself because I would I was friends with everybody, and the first question was always like, "Whoa, you're gay? Like you don't even you don't even see you don't see yeah. yeah." And it was one of those things where I was just friends with everyone. And I was friendly with everyone, and there was like another uh, out gay kid in the school who was just like. Tormented. Oh my God! Like always about to catch fire. Like right. any second. Yeah. Tormented. Yeah. yeah, and people would see him and go <laughs> that like, "Oh, that's me." No, there you go. No, I was, gonna, okay. I was gonna say, but then I, oh, I knew you, I, were, you would scold I, me if I did. No, and I know it's okay. He that's was the thing. No, like, no, no. This person. We don't was, even have to say that that's okay. This person was like, he would make up rumors about jocks sucking each other off. Oh, I didn't. He was talking. He was a horrible, horrible guy. So that kind of made me puff my chest up and be like, I have to be just really like cool with everyone, so they don't get this terrible. Uh, misconception of what a gay man is going uh, out to the world. I do that too. Yeah. Whenever I meet someone who I'm like, I don't think they have a ton of gay friends, I, I'm like, I am the representative of this community. <laughs> yeah. I, we have to talk. We, I have to be fun. We have to, I have to be funny. I have to, I have to call him dude. You right, know? Right. I, I know. Here we go. Alan. Alan's getting waiting for I know. Um, yeah. I'm really going to crush your head one day. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, it's, it's true. It's, I don't, I, sh- I shouldn't have to call him dude, but I totally get that. Yeah. That vibe of like, I'm representing us and yeah. You're representing and, a, and, us in a way that you're like, that that you that is best for you because you think it's best for everybody. Yeah, and I don't. That sounds. It sounds like I'm saying an accusatory, like in an accusatory way. Yeah. No, it's just authentically like. Well, I want people to think of us as the best we can be. So I'm going to do the best job I can do yeah. in being your intro to gay people. I don't in think a way. that at all. It's interesting. I, uh, what do you mean? I, what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I think just the opposite of that. Like I'm representing me, and I would never think that I'm representing the gay community in any capacity. For and sure. You need to the fact that like you may not know a lot of gay people and so I need to act a certain way or say dude in order to imply <laughs> some or to, in, in order to apply some sort of masculine narrative to make someone else maybe feel more comfortable I with told the gay you he'd person. Be pissed. No, I think I, you mean dude by being just like friendly. Yes. Not like, yeah, no, I know I know what you yeah. mean. I know that. I know that. But I'm using this side as, as to really, you know, harp on you. Yeah, um, no, but of course, I get it. Like I, I would never change who I am or try to sort of represent a community. I'm going to represent me, and I am gay, and I am flamboyant, and I am this, and this is all that I am. And there are lots of other gay people that do say dude or that do fill up their chest and act man, like whatever. Yeah. Like there's all kinds of different types. It's a fucking rainbow. And so embrace it and embrace me. me. And that's the podcast's new uh, tagline is it's a fucking rainbow. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. And I don't want that idea to be uh, misunderstood with the idea that I'm putting on like a false front or yeah. something. Oh, there's nothing like that. I just am exactly what I am. And that's mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Of but course, like totally. it was 
you know, going to the high school that I did, or it was it was kind of interesting because everyone thought that like gay guys were just like this one thing that were just in a, in a fiction like on TV with what the media wants and, you to think. Yeah. yeah, and so it was kind of. I mean, I it was interesting to not be that growing up. Mm -hmm. um, just because people were like, oh, this is a different take on what I was expected to yeah. sort of think. Because I had, like, gay uncles growing up and stuff, and I'm so glad they definitely paved the way for me. My uncle and his husband that he met, not two uncles biologically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so they definitely normalized being gay in my family from, like, from when I was a kid. So yeah. for me yeah. coming out, it was just like... You know, and ha mm -hmm. have you? I mean, aside from that guy who harassed you outside of Akbar, <laughs> yeah. have accosted, accosted might be the you, right? Yeah. Have people in any way <clears throat> said to you or pressured you into trying to somehow quote make your comedy queer? No, no, no. That's not at all. Because a lot of the people that are paying attention to what I do are from the ages of like seventeen to you know twenty five. That's eighty yeah. seven percent of my demographic. So it's like for them it's it's almost just like it's not even an issue. It's, it's not, not an even, issue, right. It's not a thing. And that's so cool. That's so infinitely beautiful. And I'd like to think that like so many gay activists of the past that are long gone now would be like, oh shit, that's exactly what we right. were trying yeah. for. Right. Yeah. You know does so, the, does yeah. just to shift topic a little bit, does the content you create or like being a YouTuber, does that influence sort of your dating life and like how you date because you, date, you, you dated use... another YouTuber yeah Sean... so Shane Shane Dawson is another YouTuber who definitely yeah. empowered me radically and got me started on YouTube I wanted to get back to that because when you said like how'd you get started on YouTube I wasn't going to skip over Shane because he's been such an important part of my journey to YouTube because he met me at a time when I was doing videos for a drag queen named Coco Peru Yay! and I was doing videos with Coco like Coco goes to Target and stuff and that was really fun and Coco's wonderful and her manager Michael's wonderful, wonderful and they were great but my YouTube channel people were like wait I don't get it are you Coco what What's happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you Coco? I know. Hilarious. So I kind of had to, like, in a funny way, like, reclaim my channel and make it my own again. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was so funny because, yeah, when I first met uh, Shane, who was a YouTuber that I very briefly dated, uh, he was like, yeah, I was working at Funny or Die, and I was just a little bit, you know, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's just a, like a workplace. It was a wonderful workplace. Oh, you worked was... there together? N no, 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 just me. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was I met Shane separately and stuff, Got and it. he kind of empowered me of just like, yeah. dude, you can do YouTube full time. You have your channel. I had like thirty thousand subscribers or mm -hmm. something. It was a nice beginning, but you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so he was like, dude, just start. You know, just gave me the advice mm -hmm. I needed to hear, and then I started, That's and great. Uh, and it started uh, working very well for me. So I was very excited about. that. And is there like a? Th I mean, is that a thing when even even if, if you guys dated briefly, like. Yeah. Is because the YouTube community is so vibrant and loud and outspoken. Like, did you feel some sort of pressure? Like, is there like a thing where it's like, if, oh my god, this are people like shipping you or whatever? Oh, the shipping is so funny. Oh, the ships that I have are out of control. If they see you on screen with another, shipping? sure. Uh, so, like my friend Andrew Swicky, who's one of my best friends. Uh, in the world he's like a straight guy such a sweet awesome guy and uh, yeah now like the people ship us like crazy Sh like, what you, what oh. sorry they put us together no. so like they, they you, imagine you oh, as oh, being in a relationship yeah. and then uh, yeah, talk no, about it write so about it yeah, so, so they, they have they write like fan, like low yes. rent fan fiction yes. about yes. you like having hooking up with oh. or just like you falling in love with another YouTuber or something it, it's both it's either both. or yeah wow. there's forums dedicated to like you know huge in, fan yeah, fiction it's a really interesting Oh, wow. I had no idea. 
Yeah. So like how it's in fiction, you know, like I grew up watching Smallville and stuff and there were, I remember in internet forums, it was like shipping Lex and Clark Kent and stuff. But basically like what it's so, everything is so easy. Everyone wants to complicate media. They want to be like, what screen is it on? Is it a movie? Is it (laughs) TV? Is it YouTube? And I just want to get on top of a mountain and just scream. It's everywhere. A screen is a screen. It, if something makes you feel how it makes you feel, yeah. and that's it. Everyone stop trying to figure out algorithms. Everyone stop trying to figure out where it's coming from or what it's doing. Stop. You're wasting your time, and you're doing no one any good. That makes your stuff so soulless and shitty. Just mm-hmm. make cool stuff. Put it out there. Yeah. You know? But it's like, how did I get from shipping to that? Sorry. I, I literally know. thought shipping was like UPS. Yeah, me too. I was thinking about ribbons I know. for a while. I was like, I was there's like ribbons like, involved. I went to the post office the other day, paid a lot of money. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> so I got on my soapbox about uh, screens. But yeah. um, no, it's so interesting. Yeah, shipping is, is a crazy thing. But um, And did people drive? Did Were you... F- was that pressure to you? Uh, I just had a curiosity. Was it a pressure when you're like, I'm with Shane and like everyone on online is like talking about this or were pe- people like interacting with you about it? it d- definitely. It was a lot of noise. Is and that by the weird? Way, I, that must be weird. I remembered where I was going with that about the sh- shipping thing sure. and going from new like media and stuff yeah. is that and I want to get to that, of course. But it's like one of those things to where. It's like everyone uh, is trying to un- desperately understand YouTube when it's the exact same thing. Like, what did you watch as a kid? What did you watch as a kid? What did you watch Golden as a kid? Golden Girls. It's just that whatever you watch as a kid, be it like Power Rangers or like Mr. Mm-hmm. Rogers mm-hmm. Or, or like, you know, it's just if these YouTubers are that same thing for a kid, like the same yeah. fandom, the same. It's a different nature because it's more personal, but yeah. it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, but how is it? Yeah, when I first. Yeah, do you, uh, is that a, do you feel that in pressure? Like, because you're. These viewers like idolize you or look at you as an extension of themselves or almost like an older sibling. I I know exactly what you're asking. So my whole thing is I don't listen to any of the noise, be it positive or negative. Not that I get much negative. You you don't read comments? No, I read a lot of comments because Mm. I think that's important because my biggest thing about YouTube and being someone who has numbers or whatever, an influencer, is to be super inclusive because inclusivity is my favorite thing in the world. I don't like the cool kids club. I hate when someone thinks that they can like stand in a circle and like I grew up kind of always on the outside going Mm. to a bunch of different schools being a little bit like the odd kid Mm. and so whenever I get the chance to I love bringing people in and there's been some incredible people in my own life that I've idolized that have done that for me like, thank, you for, thank you very much. I, <laughs> I know we've only known each other briefly, no, but I appreciate but that. It is thank not you. the world. Like, even just a musician that I love, like, having me for an after party or something mm. when I was no one. Like, nothing, you know, didn't yeah. have any numbers or anything. But it's like, dude, thank you for being That's inclusive. just kindness. That's just kindness. Yeah. But a lot of people, they start to get a big head. So to answer your question about the comments and the noise and everything, here's how I feel about it. And there's this musician uh, named James Blake, who's my favorite oh, musician great. in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like a problem. He's he released great. three albums, and I think I have like 180 James Blake songs downloaded. Yeah, he's, he's like one of those musicians amazing. that I yeah. have, you know, whatever. Wait, Wait, was he in Peter, Paul, and Mary? He was in Peter, Paul, and Mary, Brent's favorite group of all time. No, he's incredible. And if you haven't listened to James Blake yet, make the leap. No, he's something else. He's incredible. So, um... Uh, oh, yeah, he was giving this interview once, and they were saying, you know, working with Kanye and working with all these people, that Beyonce, these people that you're working with now, you know, how does it feel? How does it affect you? Which is kind of similar to that question of, like, when you get all these voices. And he said, people always fell in love with me or they liked my music for what I did when I first came out, which was just me in my kitchen yeah. making music. Yeah. And that's what pulled people to me. So I try not to let that stuff affect me. And that hit me really hard because it was one of those things where I was like... 
I'm just a hyper normal like yeah. guy mm. who will always live kind of like a quaint life no matter what happens and just be like a happy, curious guy. Yeah. And so it's just like that's where I get my uh, reservoir. Like that's what I fill my reservoir with and that's what I try to put back out into the world. So I feel like a lot of people, their shelf life gets real quick when they yeah. start to listen to the voices that say, you're so yeah. brilliant or you're so that's funny. That's something so that I'm blows me away is that like mm-hmm. I, I was talking with with Mike, my boyfriend Michael last night actually about this, about how like I've always been fascinated by YouTube and YouTube content creators and i've always thought that like i wanted to maybe do something like that but i always felt like i had to have a thing you have to have a niche you have to have and i never knew what direction to go in so it was always too intimidating for me so i'm like i don't even want to be a part of it i don't even want to do it that's interesting i mean that one of my greatest pieces of pieces of like advice for Mm -hmm. young people or anyone who wants to get something started is that no one knows what they're doing yeah. And so you could just leap into anything and see what happens, just much like how you guys have done with this podcast or anything mm-hmm. you've done in your lives. Yeah. Like, and it becomes a great thing. Well, I mean, exciting. I knew what I was doing. I, I, yeah. had, I had uh, almost 200 subscribers with my last <laughs> podcast. But can well, I, I didn't know those things. No, I didn't really. Uh, I don't ever do that because. Yeah, um, what, I, what is it cheese? Like, what is I don't understand it's, it. It's not cheese. And I wouldn't necessarily disrespect the people who go because it is what it is. And I understand that a lot of people, you know, that everyone has their own reasons. There's YouTubers that hang out at the Grove to be recognized, you know. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go to the Grove for the candy <laughs> shop. They have good so, candy. Uh, wow. Listen, I love that I came into because I'm not a spring chicken at this point. I mean, I'm young, but I'm not 17. I'm 29 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that I came into YouTube at about 20. 26 years old really like started to do it and as, an, as an adult yeah as, as an a adult fully formed adult and that means the world to me as a and it's, man yeah because there's so damn <laughs> there are so many people that like young people who are you know sometimes even you know because i have kids in my life uh, my nieces nephews or cousins or whatever and they have friends you know i'll show up at there because my family here in los angeles i'll show up there having a birthday party and the kids just go off with questions i don't even wow. know what my relationship with kids before youtube right. was because right. now it's just oh my god wow. but um it's so funny because like they always say how do i get started what do I do? I want to start a channel. And I always just like, you know, put a, a hand on their shoulder and look them in the eyes and say, don't. <laughs> don't. This is a time to read, to read watch books. movies, yeah. Yeah. to travel, to read books, mm-hmm. to talk to, to, to people, to fall in love with uh, different things, to start a little petting zoo or a lemonade stand. I say, this is a time right now for you to build your passions because mm. I say, without those things for me, I would be nothing. Without my obsession as a kid with uh, actresses and spaghetti westerns and like, you know, traveling and stuff, I would, my content mm-hmm. would just be what you were talking about that mm. soulless kid who just gets <laughs> yeah. on and goes, like, I think I'm doing what I need to be doing. I did the photo shoot, I did the thing, and I'm speaking yeah. at the camera with the right yeah. lighting. Well, and let me you let know. me speak from experience. I had a lemonade stand, and it's led me to this. Wow. So if that is yeah. impressive, any sort of no, but there's so many things nowadays. Them. People have got to have character. Like yeah. there's yeah. so much to be said for having like principles and character and things to say and passions and like mm-hmm. all these things, right? And it is a really really confusing. And I have a lot of empathy for this, by the way. It is a really confusing landscape for a young person nowadays in the world oh of like UK and everything. And even people like me to see, like, for them to see people like me and go like, wait, so I have to do this sort of thing to be on social media and I have to do the photo shoot with my photographer friend and then yeah. post on Instagram. I mean, I have met people at parties and stuff and I look at their Instagrams, you know, because, oh, mm, here's my yeah. Instagram. And it is like. They have like they have the Instagrams of Beyonce in terms yep. of quality, and they yeah. have like you know three thousand followers or yes. something. And I'm just oh, like, yes. and mine looks like shit compared to theirs. And it's one of those. So it's just I, I get it. I'm not saying like I don't get it. I get it. But it's mm-hmm. such a confusing thing because people think, oh, I just zzz, like wear the costume right. of the influencer. Well, you. I mean, yeah. also like some of your videos. I mean, they're all like 
in, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me saying so, insane. Oh, yeah. You do, like, um, building a giant Doritos wall, <laughs> buying a tiny pet mouse, making a prison burrito, <laughs> making pizza bath bombs. Like, okay. So is this, all, is this all shit that, like, are you just think like, where does that come well, from? Well, it just comes from a place of, okay, and by the way, that's when I, those are older videos that yeah. you named. That's when I first started, and I was definitely playing more of the YouTube game of, like, uh-huh. food was a thing for a while, and I was like, okay, how do I do my own version of this? And I basically just did things that, okay, here's my theory on YouTube, and for anyone who wants to get started on YouTube, like, listen up. <laughs> Is that... Brent? Brent? Listen uh, up. Uh, <laughs> one, no, it's like... Brent once, and I are going to have a great channel. It's like, if you, because people always bag on uh, clickbait thumbnails, which I've never done a clickbait video or anything right, like... Right, when some Somebody makes yeah. a, the thumbnail for their video something very alluring. Yeah, but that's necessary. You see it. Uh, this is not an, uh, a new technique. This is on every movie poster in the right. world. Every right. article. Every everything. article. Everything. Yeah. It's just like my whole thing was once you get people into the door, you can then have a blast and invite them into your mind and have fun with them. So mm-hmm. no matter what I'm doing on YouTube, like some of my more recent videos have been like organizing my hoarder house or uh, stealing <laughs> Post Malone's $25,000 gold bike or like, you know, really I like to do more experience stuff nowadays like that's just like come on this wild journey with me that i don't know what it's going to mean um yeah but it's one of those things to where whatever video is called i mean it is what it is but my whole thing is i i do really peculiar things in within my videos once they're in a lot of strange editing i do this thing with um stock photos (laughs) where there's like a uh like women like drinking coffee and stuff that are always casting doubt into my life and being like you're looking really bad right now like and it's like i haven't shaved in a minute you know whatever and i go back and forth because i do everything alone so i basically create friends in my videos so i have like a possessed doll named like benjamin and like these stock photo women that are plaguing my every choice (laughs) and stuff so it's yeah i just have fun that's weirdly like spike lee-esque the way he like inserts music in, in like like visuals into the middle of a narrative movie. Oh wow! And it's just like it's a strange and like jarring, interesting kind of flourish. I just love to get really <laughs> jarring and stuff. And it's so funny because as well as YouTube is gone for me, it's like I still think I'm just at the beginning of my like creative journey, and yeah, I can't wait to make definitely. more stuff. It doesn't seem like YouTube things. is gonna is gonna disappear. No, ever. no. Thank you so much for being here. Oh yeah. Um, everyone can just find you on all. Everything. If you, At Garrett yeah. Watts. I'm on Instagram and YouTube and all the things. Twitter. Following immediately. Thank Garrett you for being Watts. you and fun and oh. um, unapologetically you. Thanks. <laughs> um, thanks, boys. This has been a really, like really a nice reading time. rainbow exit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unapologetically you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, dude. Appreciate Thank it. For so sure, much. yeah. And another thing. Sleep, sleeping patterns. We all, yeah. we all, obviously, we all sleep. We all sleep. We all mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. But um, do you ever REM sleep? I believe I do, <laughs> night after night. Is that what REM? What is that? Like the rapid, rapid eye, eye movement. movement. What sleep? That's basically uh, like that recuperative is. sleep is REM sleep. Do you get vis- Do you get nauseous or lightheaded looking at somebody REM? No. You what don't? the fuck is REM? You, it's like it's when you see the eye eyes sleep. It's like so when you're asleep, you you go through these like cycles. And there's, I think, three or four uh, phases in each cycle. I think each cycle is like two hours. And the end of uh, a cycle is rapid eye movement sleep, which is when – it's usually when you're dreaming and it's when your eyes Eyes are are moving back and forth in your head. And it's like only 15 or 20 minutes long out of like the two hours that you're asleep. Yeah. And then – if you're woken up during it, it fucks you up. It fucks you up. And like if – there's some nuance to this, but like obviously, uh, I'm 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 no pro. Uh, Literally, like, never heard of this. You've never heard never? of REM sleep? Nope. That's very strange. Wow. I mean, I don't care about sleeping. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, do you, 
It's interesting. If I, I have I trouble do sleeping, have... I drink a glass of wine, I smoke some pot, and I go to sleep. I do have a weird... Uh, I, you asked, do you have any funny sleeping habits? I, I love these leader questions. Thank you. And I do. I have to sleep with at least four pillows. I thought it was five. Oh, interesting. It used to be five. And, you should and explain. They, they are, they're now, they're, I layer them from my waist to my head with my head tipping over the last one. Right, tipping over. Uh, tipping over. I used to say, uh, I'm not sleeping, I'm actually losing consciousness because <laughs> it looks like I'm like craning my neck. And it, over time, it's actually gotten, it's, this is a sad fact of reality at my age, it starts. It's, it started hurting my back. Yeah, so I've, I had bet. To, I've had to change how I sleep, which is very So difficult. wait, do you still use five four pillows? I still use four pillows, but I'm, I'm basically doing chest and up now. Now are they better. spaced out or are they clumped they're, together? They're, la- they're layered like blinds. Wow, like diagonally. Like diagonally that like that. That is so bizarre. It's very straight. And they have to be couch cushion, like, uh, like throw pillows like you could buy at Ikea. They have to be very... Like rigid. Yes, sure, I get that. Uh, I can't so sleep I, on a I literally, What must it be I like sleeping with sleep. you? <laughs> well, no one knows yet. Uh, <laughs> kick them out at the end. No, I, I can't sleep unless I have truly at least two pillows. And to the point where I have backups in my car in case I go wow. somewhere. Oh my God. Wow. And, and like he's got a bunch of shitty pillows. Have you? Did you sleep like that when you were a little kid? I started sleeping like that in high school. Huh. You know, that sounds like it's terrible for your back. Yeah. Just in yeah. general. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I have to sleep on a flat surface and I use one pillow. Well, you don't and... sleep standing up? <laughs> no, I mean, I can't sleep. Like bumps? Like, I don't like the people who, like, have those beds that, like, sink, like, the, the oh, yeah, night sure. foam mattress yes. ones or whatever. No. Oh, yeah. I can't, Posturpedic. that, the, I need, I want as hard as possible flat. I mean, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, I like sleeping yeah. on an antique bed. No yeah. movement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same. Um, but we have, Michael and I have, like, this process where, like, I'm usually in bed first and and then he'll come back to bed and we have an Alexa that turns off the lights and stuff and he uh-huh. does he does this it's just this weird voice that does like it just means bedtime for me Michael will come in and he'll be like Alexa Turn off the lights. <laughs> and and you're like, now I can sleep. And yeah, and then, yeah. And then we turn off the lights and then turn on a, a movie, but you some guys stupid follow, movie. You've always fallen asleep to TV or movies, yeah, so right? Yeah, so we turn too. on a movie or a YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, oh. and then and then Fraser comes into the bed. My cat on my wow. YouTube. <laughs> my cat comes into the bed and we go to sleep. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I I'm not as. I don't have the pillow thing, sure. but um, if I if a TV is on or a screen or something's playing when I fall asleep, I I wake up in a cold sweat within 20, 30 minutes. I have to have Always a fan. Have. I have ah. to have a fan, and I sleep right below the air conditioning. I have to be wow. really cold. That's hard. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like literally below the air conditioning. Now, do you and I mean in my in my past relationships, the bed has usually been it's like looks like a war zone where it's, it's like you know you can't cross over the line. Well, Michael's a bit and of an I sleep, I sleep with like a tissue. I'd like to sleep under a tissue paper if I oh, could. No. And then no. my boyfriend at the time will sleep well, under let's a explain that's, parka. That's for climate control. You have yes. you turn yeah. on the air, air conditioning down to sixty. Sixty. And then you would like to you would like to use a tissue paper. I'd like to sleep tissue under a tissue paper. As, as no. a Michael and I we share the same blanket, but Michael's a bit of an asshole in bed in that like he will take up a lot of the bed to the point where like I'm literally on the corner of the wow. bed. He's so tiny. I know. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> and he just he'll he'll just move closer and closer and, and over. Have you sleeps ever in bed with this? you now or no? Yeah, no, he sleeps in bed. Okay. Yeah, after noticed? the move, he didn't, but now he does. I have, whenever someone does sleep in my bed, I have the weirdest, most distinct dreams. 
Oh, really? Does that happen to you? I, mm-hmm. I'm rarely in long-term relationships. Is it because you so think they're going to murder you? Uh, well, unequivocally. <laughs> they, they're always going to murder me. Is it, but... are you, do you eat beforehand? Because sometimes if you eat before you go to sleep, you have fucked up dreams. You see, I've never noticed that. But Opposite. I've noticed if anyone is in my bed, Opposite. especially the first time, uh, I literally I – I'm – I can barely – like uh, the next morning I felt like I didn't sleep at all. Wow. It was like – you know that sleep you get before Christmas morning where you're no. you're basically not you're sleeping? No. to a sad Jew. <laughs> That's do you, right. Do you ever have one of those moments when you sleep with someone for the first time, you know, like the full night you sleep with someone after like hooking up or whatever? And you enjoy it? No. And you And you actually – yeah, you, you're able it. to sleep throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And in some weird way it tells you something about that person in relation to you. It's like I think that's what, but I think that's what Brent is pointing out. That it's like, well, I don't want to yeah. no, put words into yeah. your mouth, but it's almost like the knowledge that there's someone there changes your comfort level of sleep. In that, perhaps if someone, if you were to be like poked, you'd wake up quicker than oh, if you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's you hard. son of a bitch! No, I mean it's hard. It, <laughs> when I was when I was away when I was in South Africa, like for most of August, it was. I, I'll admit it was really hard for me to sleep because mm. I get into such a habit of sleeping with Michael that like you're like Paul Linda McCartney. <laughs> Wait, how so? What do you they mean? Only, they only they famously only spent like five nights apart in their yeah. entire marriage. Right. Well, and Michael and I, I live and Paul. work together. Like literally, we wait, he's working at home, I'm working at home. Mm-hmm. Like we're around each other all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. So like, and and it it it's great. And so yeah. when you're not with each other and sleeping, it's weird. You know, it's funny sure. as a, uh, as a gay man. Having slept with men exclusively, there is so, there. I've tried. I like. I do enjoy cuddling, but because I'm a like big disgusting man, I've certainly had my many moments. Why do you where say you're a big disgusting man? In, in that, like me, and I'm in a bed with another big. I'm saying we're just like in the- yeah. theoretically big two big gross men yeah, yeah, like yeah. holding each other and it's like we both get so hot that it's like get off of me. Well, that just See, might it be always, you. <laughs> no, it always starts yeah, like that, that and that then doesn't happen to me. Oh really? You can like be held? Yeah. I think I Elliot, I do think you exert an abnormal amount of heat. <laughs> um I, I, my parents would agree. They always are like you're like so hot, you're like I radiating. Think it's because you're hot, hot, hot. <laughs> well, I guess we'll end on that. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> that's, a, that's a good conclusion. <laughs> Bizarre song. <laughs> what would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt say about something we spoke about on the episode today? She'd say, I follow you on YouTube, but you still won't talk to me because I voted for Trump. Uh, my aunt would certainly say, you're not disgusting. Mm. You're wonderful. She's very sweet. She my aunt Anne would say, sometimes I want to take that sleep apnea machine and strangle <laughs> Raymond with it. I want to strangle him with it. Does he have one? Yes. That's awesome. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. H. Allen Scott. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. I feel like I am. Hot, hot, hot.